This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm the host of the show. I'm here with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International and the author of the new book, God's Global Grace Movement, Hope Arising from an Awakening in India. Now, each episode of this podcast is really geared towards talking about leadership in the Christian community, and specifically the Christian community that is putting it all on the line for Jesus, so that you might be encouraged to risk in your own life to put it all on the line in your leadership efforts. Now, David, the Bible says that all believers are part of the priesthood. So help me understand this. Why do we even need a priest? And where did this idea of priesthood and religion come from in the first place? Yeah, I think that everybody needs historical context to, you know, how did we get here kind of thing. Um, yeah, priests are, remember, I mean, religiously, they are, they represent God or the you know belief system, they are mediators, usually seen as between man and God, mediating the okay. uh, the belief system and the tenets of faith. Um, mm-hmm. So if we go back for the very beginning, we see that in the garden there was no religion, there were no other priests. God made Adam and Eve, and He was in relationship with them, so they had direct access to God. Right. Uh, and yeah, and, and Adam and Eve obviously had great material knowledge. They named the birds and the animals, and arranged the garden. Obviously, botany and everything else, and <clears throat> great material knowledge. <laughs> their their moral, spiritual knowledge was in their relationship with God. And we've discussed this a lot in our podcast in the past, but hmm. of course, we got into God made that tree of knowledge of good and evil. And um, and he he told them that was a that was the one and only command that he gave to them to listen and obey to express faith. Um, and they had the the tree of life, of course, and again all these metaphors for law and, and and Christ is the tree of life and grace. And so ultimately, we see when they disobey, the they now is the beginning of religion because religion defines gives knowledge of spiritual good and evil. And 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 that's where the cho- the basic choice there that Adam Eve represent is self righteousness. They became the judge of what they're going to do is right or wrong, and what is right and wrong. And and so now we get the introduction of religion, and then from there we get the base of people who pursue religious pursuits and knowledge and understanding, who lift themselves up, who you know are know more about religious tenets and others, and so they become the priest. And and so that and that's what really was set up during the Hebrews is that uh, you know God even orchestrated again a picture of Christ of uh, a priest again the relationship directly from God who would be an advocate who would be a, an intercessor for mankind and represent God's heart and represent God's word and so you have that that divide um, through the history and. And then as the people by faith listened to the priest and obeyed God, then they were blessed. And when they didn't do that, they, you know, they were disciplined. So, so we kind of have this progression of like, there's a, there's a priesthood and there are people that know some principles about God and they're, they're helping people along with that. But then it starts to degrade. Um, we start to see that people are now producing self-help books. They're uh, putting together these, you know, secret knowledge and practices. I know something about God that you don't, so you need to come to me. They're they're putting together, uh, you know, certain a certain curricula and Bible studies that are. Um, really about the Bible study rather than about God, and we see kind of a progression where sometimes it can get a little bit off base. Is, is that is that a fair observation? 
Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely correct. In fact, we see the, historically the institution fell into uh, a priesthood of uh, people in, in you know seminaries of study, and they'd lift up, they'd be the priest, and people would come and confess their sins, and you know they would do uh, all the religious tenets to be righteous before God, um, and, and basically, ultimately, forsaking the gospel that our righteousness through found through Christ. Discipleship today, from many organized meetings and religions and studies uh, is a is a book learning. It's about knowledge and knowledge of God. And one, one of the things that one of the foundations we like to talk about is discipleship is grounded in relationship that brings true knowledge. Discipleship is based on knowledge doesn't always bring a true relationship. And right. so we need to get the cart and the horse thing right, that it happens through Christ. When we, As we walk with Christ, we get to know his word and have wisdom and understanding. But there's, you know, there I've met atheists who know the word of God well, mm-hmm. uh, who could quote scripture, but they don't know Christ. Um, and, and so we have to get that relationship right. And it's all connected to the priesthood of believers that God wants that direct access to him that through Christ, we no longer have to go through a priest. We ourselves, the Bible says, are made a royal priesthood of believers. And so it's and so that's an important leadership principle that we see the our Indian uh, family so much exemplifying. They're representing God to each other, to discipleship and, and to um, Indians, not inviting th- those Indians to come you know, worship them or, 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 or follow their form of religion, but truly invite them to discover and experience what they have discovered and experienced to become a priest of God, to be born of the Spirit of God and now represent Him. Yeah, I, I think just to clarify, it's not that necessarily we're down on seminary degrees. I mean, you have a degree. Yeah, amen. Um, I, have a, well I have a degree. Uh, Pastor Singh has a degree. But it's, it's really to emphasize the fact that Every believer can do something incredible for the kingdom that God can work through ordinary folks. And I I think when we get back, we're going to talk about Jamal. But do you have anything you would add to that about God using, as we've called them, the little people, sometimes people who don't seem like they're qualified, but God still uses them in a powerful way? Yeah, no, I just think let's we'll unpack more. Our confidence comes from our, I think, commissioning from God himself, our direct access of hearing and obeying. When we understand that we have direct access, then we when we understand the authority we have to represent him to this broken world. When we get back, we'll talk about Jamal and his incredible testimony as he leads others to Christ. We'll be right back. At Risk Radio. Can you imagine trying to disciple a church with only one Bible? This is Mark Stafford from At Risk Radio, and our contacts in Venezuela are telling us incredible stories about people coming to know Jesus, all the while pastors are missing Bibles for their people. After receiving a Bible from our ministry, one man said with tears in his eyes, no one has ever given me such a beautiful gift. At Risk Radio, in our partnership with SOM International, is working to bring 2 million Bibles into Venezuela. For more information about how you can help, go to atriskradio.com. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International and the author of the new book, God's Global Grace Movement. Now, we just got done talking about... um, how sometimes we can put too much weight in a degree and we start worshiping education rather than worshiping Jesus. Not that we're against education, but we're really all for worshiping Jesus. And we have these uh, church planners that are going out and they have about six months worth of education. They're equipped with some really great stories and they're sent out to these villages 
David, tell us about what happens when one of these guys is sent out. Well, at graduation, we always encourage them to now seek the Lord to where God's going to send them, to what villages, to what people. And we've seen that demonstrated again and again. I mean, 6,000 times the workers now who really hear from God and they just move in obedience of the desires and um, and just where God leads them and, and impressions. And and uh, we even have a story of Jamal who has a vision ultimately that we'll tell in a minute here. But, you know, they're not assigned where to go. That's religion. But really the priesthood of believers, if that if we really believe that, that God speaks to every each and every believer mm-hmm. to be able to hear from them and hear together, and then they can walk in obedience. Um, and one of the powerful stories, again, is a church planner goes to a village um, and begins to preach Christ, and he is threatened that if he keeps on preaching Christ, he's going to be chopped up like a chicken, and he knows that could happen. Huh. So he's very fearful. He calls his regional director and, the re- and tells him the story, and regional director says, hey, when you went to that village, did you go there because you decided, or did God tell you to go there? And he said, no, God truly told me to go to that village. And he said, if God led you there, God's going to be with you, and he's going to provide and protect you. And if God wants you to come home, then that's his decision, and we were, are going to bury you well. Well, that was just faith infusing to him because in that culture, one of the, their concerns or fears is not being buried because the Hindus have all the burial plots and, you know, not having that honor and somebody take care of them. And so he just reminded whose family he belongs to and the Christian family, we take care of one another and that, you know, that God's going to protect him. And so with that faith, he continued on and there's a thriving church still in that village today. God has protected him. Now that's an incredible story of courage that the guy walked in there knowing that the likelihood. I mean, it's very graphic when you tell somebody, I'm going to chop you up like a chicken. Um, yeah. And he had the courage to say, you know, God's called me there. That's where I'm going to go. And I, I don't care about the consequences. I'm going to do an incredible work for Jesus. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about, about Jamal. This is another church planner who also took some incredible steps of faith when it came to his ministry. Yeah. So Jamal's testimony exemplifies leadership of the priesthood of believer in that here's a guy who understands his calling from God, that he represents God. And he was healed from a lung disease. He gave his life to Jesus. uh, And immediately then after he was saved, he began to actively uh, witness the power of the gospel to hundreds of people uh, sharing the gospel in uh, homes, streets and marketplaces and wherever the Holy Spirit led him. And as he served the Lord more and more, he he just continued to get a greater uh, burden that increased for the loss, the hurting, the, the diseased. Um, and he would regularly uh, fast and pray uh, for just uh, just a brokenness of his heart uh, for, for the Indian people. And he really felt like that was God's heart. And so one day in deep prayer and fasting, God gave him a vision about a village. And in the vision, he saw the uh, entrance of the village and the name of the village. And... Um, and, and he said since he's, he was unschooled, he couldn't look at maps or figure out how to get to the village, even though he had the name now. <laughs> so he said one uh, morning, he was praying fasting again. The Lord told him to start walking in a certain direction. Um, and he walked for about three hours, Mark. And then at the end of the three hours, he found the village that he's seen in <laughs> the um, vision and with the name uh, of the village uh, on the entrance. And, and the Lord told him to go in there and preach the gospel. So he just thanked the Lord with joy, went in confidence to that village. 
And um, he felt uh, and, he, and on his first day, he found a man suffering from fever and, and he prayed for him. God instantly healed him. And then he found a paralyzed man and he prayed for him and instantly God uh, healed him. Well, that came as a you know great surprise to the village wow. people and, um, and for the family, the paralyzed man. And so they began to tell everybody and they began to ask him to explain how he had learned to heal people. So he told them, and this is why I love, love apart again the priesthood of believers and how we represent God uh, and not religion, they're creating religion, but getting people to Jesus. He said, I'm just a man, but it is Jesus who heals and brings people into his kingdom. And so they begin to hear this, and their hearts were really pricked. And God then immediately created a representation of some people that very first day. But as he began to go back to his village, he saw the deep depravity uh, in, in the economics of just poverty, the political corruption. Um, mm. People had many, many worship systems. Uh, they did multiple deities, uh, always you know, giving what little money they had and sacrifice and worship. And just there's fear over the village. There was a drought that was going on. And because of the drought, the uh the, you know, the priest of the village and, and you know, all the villagers participated in worship to seek the rain God's favor. And they would bow down to carved stones with a picture of their deity. They would perform special marriage ceremony uh, for the frogs. I'm not even sure exactly what that looks like, <laughs> how that works out. <laughs> that's just, yeah, that's yeah, odd. What is that like? But I'm that's just odd. repeating his story here. So, and, and, he, and okay. expecting the rain God to have mercy and visit the village. Uh, and then they even he said he saw them pay homage to the fire, wind, and water, and all you know, all creation, whatever would try to to give um, you know this village rain. Uh, he said he noticed also the addiction to wine, and they were fighting every day. Children were given into sexual uh, sex trafficking, That's a mess. and the the atmosphere was just uncaring. Parents not taking care of the kids. Yeah, so it goes on and on and on, <clears throat> and crimes. And, uh, and so his heart was just broken for this. So he goes on to say, through all the time he's spending with him, now today, the village is turned around. They have few people even going to the, the temples anymore. There's a thriving, healthy spirit there. People, are, their bodies are literally healthy. Their mm. families are healthy. And so the village has been turned around because Jamal walked in the authority of the priesthood of believers, and God has used him as an effective leader of bringing communal change. Well, we want to encourage you as you step out in your priesthood that you would be able to do incredible things through the power of Christ in you. At Risk Radio invites you to get involved with those who are risking much for Jesus. You can get involved, first of all, by subscribing to our newsletter. Our full color newsletter comes out every month and features stories like these that we've been telling from those who are serving on the front lines, the most restricted areas for the gospel in the world. You can sign up for the newsletter at atriskradio.com. You can also help this podcast by subscribing to it, by sharing it with a friend or by leaving a comment. We would love to have your participation in getting the word out there. And we'd love to hear back from you. If you have questions, you want to make a comment, we'd love to answer questions or read those comments on our program. You can email those to us, or if you include an audio clip, we may even play it on the air. You can find our contact information at atriskradio.com. And lastly, At Risk Radio and SOM International are crowdfunded ministries. So we're supported as you sign up to be a monthly donor or as you buy books in our bookstore. And one of the books that's available right now in the bookstore is David's new book, God's Global Grace Movement. You can find that at spiritofmartyrdom.com. 
You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.